0: Hey, how's it going? It's Tim Brown, and this is the Hook Butter Leads Podcast. We're helping small businesses and construction companies be more profitable. And uh, you know, we we talk about better leads, and we talk about better systems on this podcast. And Jim is in the he, he helps companies build their systems better, and he cares a lot about strategy. So Jim Johnson from Contractor Perch Contract. Approach, contract Jim Johnson from Contractor Coach Pro. Jim, how are you doing today?
1: Uh, I'm doing pretty good. And don't don't get all flustered. Everybody screws up the name, so you call this Coach. <laughs> well, I wanted it to be just ContractorCoach.com, but somebody already had the website. They didn't use it in any way. So, I'm like, okay, how do we end
0: up getting that same vibe? So we put the yeah. Pro on the end and screws everybody up. But, I, think uh, great, uh, I think it's a great. I think it's a great brand the pro makes it feel more custom i feel like contractor coach it feels a little, would feel a little generic maybe yeah we we
1: kind of went back and forth in the beginning of what this was going to be yeah. um yeah. it was like are we a consultant or are we coach and what is you know how do people perceive that i think a lot of people perceive coaches as like advice guys right yeah. um but we're not we we coach the fundamentals we build skills we're hand in hand with you attempting to win the game, right? Like that's the whole thing. Develop strategies, win the game. That's what coaches do. And uh, that's what we help contractors do is think strategy, play chess, not checkers. Uh, I think a lot of people end up thinking tactics, not strategy. And that's a big difference.
0: So we're going to talk a lot about that. We're going to also talk about attracting the best roofing salespeople, how to build in training and all that. We're also going to talk about your book, you know, a little bit about your book that you got coming out. And then lastly, uh, actually not lastly, firstly, and most importantly, we we're talking about when your wife's gone, how it's time to watch the Netflix shows. <laughs> Please you, don't tell you which one. Tell me. It Make
1: me tell you which one.
0: <laughs> yes. No, I don't want to hear There's which one. By. Actually, just I don't actually by. know which one. Uh, but, but when your wife, like the, that phenomenon of when your wife's traveling and you get, actually get to watch the shows that you've wanted to watch for a long time we always make concessions and then it's like, this is the middle of the road show that neither of us really want to watch, but we have to, because I don't want to watch housewives and you don't want to watch horror movies. So,
1: yeah, I I don't need to see another episode of Glee. Really? Yeah. I just (laughs) stay away
0: from that. Okay. So now you have to tell us though. What are you watching on Netflix that you don't, that you didn't want to tell us? It's fine. fine. I like Um, the bachelor. So I have embarrassing stuff too. (laughs) So, um,
1: when I went to go write this book, I wanted to be away, uh, no distractions, yeah. no internet, no phone, no, none of that, no, that kind of stuff, but yeah. also no electricity, no running water. And I, so I was completely self contained, two weeks, solar power and uh, uh, whatever water and food I could carry. And I'm up on top of this mountain in Angel Fire, New Mexico, if you know where that is, yeah. northern New Mexico. And I saw four people the whole time. Yeah, nice. One the guy, guy had an elk camp just like right across the knee. He said, hey, man, keep that ear out. Listen to see if anybody's messing with my elk camp.
0: This is a good book writing story, by the way, Jim. I'm, I'm into this. And so. What happens next? Yeah, exactly. So he uh,
1: so I, I go, yeah, I'm just up here to write this book. He's like, what is it about? I told him and he goes, well, you picked a great spot. I go, why is that? He goes, well, you see that little cabin way down there? I'm like, yeah, it is a little, little bitty thing. And he goes, that's the cabin from the show Longmire. And I'm like, Longmire, well, isn't that the show like all the old people watch? Like it's, it's just particularly G-rated. It's kind of like Columbo for the West. And yeah. uh, he goes, yeah, that's the one. I said, man, I'll never watch this show. But when I got home, now my wife's gone. I'm like, well, I'll watch one episode.
0: Yeah. Just re- I
1: want to see The Cabin. Well, I got into it. Now I can't stop watching that stupid thing. Oh,
0: uh, uh, awesome. Well, that's, uh, that's not even close to embarrassing. I Mine are like <laughs> ones that are supposed to be for women, I think, but all right. Well, he starts to give away my age a bit. <laughs> oh, okay, I got you. Yeah, I feel that. All right. So real quick, just to give like set the stage here a little bit for your experience. Uh, you were pretty involved with Acculix. You helped them scale up. Is that correct? Uh, Yeah. So I had been
1: a contractor before and we were always pretty technologically advanced. We built like our own access database systems yeah. and cool spreadsheets and things like that took that and made that into a piece of software for salespeople really is what we did. The ability to measure a roof, drag and drop all the accessories on, spit out an estimate and order. And back in those days, that wasn't something that even existed today. It's like, wow, that was such a basic thing, right? Um, and Acculinks found it valuable and uh, ended up buying it from me. And I came on board uh, and uh, kind of started out just being the the champion of uh Aculeks and selling it and talking with contractors then i became director of sales and uh, we did pretty good we had some goals to hit grew at 300 percent per year and uh, and, and i love my time there I, I really i learned a lot i learned a lot by i was in the back office of over a thousand different contractors i found out that jim johnson's way isn't the only way to do this and do it well um, i also saw a lot of things that were like wow man i can't believe you're really doing that So uh, our coaching isn't really based off of like a Jim Johnson system. I think a lot of the the coaches or consultants out there is like, Hey, this is my thing. And my system is the way I do things. And uh, ours is more holistic. It's it's based off of seeing a lot of different ways and taking all those different ways and looking at the skill set of the contractor themselves and saying, okay, that's the right thing for you. What do you think about that? Because mm-hmm. that's what it all comes down to. For a contractor to grow and scale, they have to have belief, and and we mean absolute
0: belief. Um, I don't know if you've ever sold before, but I
1: know you market, right?
0: Um, yeah. So I I I got this company up to like six hundred, and then six hundred k recurring revenue, and then I uh, and then I hired a salesperson because I I don't love I don't love sales. Yeah, <laughs> and that's okay. But you, you yeah. did it, and yeah. the
1: reason you did it is because you believe so much in yeah. what you're doing at Hook Agency. Like, you way easier
0: to sell when you believe in what you've done. Yeah, sell.
1: Like if you were just selling
0: uh, cutco knives, that probably wouldn't have been your jam, right? Actually, those are pretty cool, though. I, I think I actually could sell cutco knives. Just throwing hey, that. They out. are. they are. <laughs>
1: It could be anything. Like you, right. you, whatever it is right. you're selling, if you don't absolutely believe in it, like if you believe
0: in Cocoa knives, probably gonna be awesome with them.
1: And I'll they, be real, you know,
0: like real quick on this is like in the process of marketing stuff because we try not to market stuff that we don't believe in. That's why, like I like I almost have like a four stars and below, I'm not gonna market that contractor weirdly. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't gotten real stringent with that yet, but I'm thinking about it because I just I believe that I want to market good stuff. But I can, I sell myself pretty hard on the clients that we work with. Like I go, like I go there. Cause I know, I know it's gonna be way easier to sell. Or it's gonna be way easier to market too. Like it's the same with marketing and selling in that it's, if you believe in it, you're way better at uh, doing
1: it. Yeah, and I would say a lot of, you know, if you look at a contractor and his stars are below, cause we do the same thing. We look, yeah. we look at them, what's, what's, what is, what are they? Who are they? Yeah. And, uh, Sometimes it's just from a lack of leadership yeah. And ability. Sometimes it's from uh, a lack of capacity and being able to handle all these things. And they're, they're good at one thing. Uh, maybe they're good at sales. And a lot of times when you're good at sales, you're not so great at service and quality and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And uh, that's where you need the help. Yeah, And that's what we do. We, we get them kind of
0: streamlined in those things. Well, that might yeah. even be a good, like for you guys, that even might be like, hey, if these guys... It might be a good sign. They, they have opportunity to improve.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's the way we look at it. And, and it may be something uh, even for you, like, hey, w- we have opportunity. Like, we know some people that can help you get this stuff under control. Yeah. And then we can market you. It gives you, uh, think about it this way. You're marketing a company that's 4.2 stars and you move them to 4.5. Boy, is that really like a big deal? But if they were at 2.7 and you move them to 4.5, yeah. that's a big deal. Yeah. And that's kind of what we're after is this idea of saying, hey, this is who you are. These are the things we need to improve. Once we get those improved, we go to guys like you. We go, hey, we're not the tactics people. Now, we have some tactics and we coach and we teach a lot of those, but we're the strategy people. We're the mm-hmm. We help you develop the strategies that you're going to go after, and if one of those things is my website, my SEO, my Facebook, my like, hey, you need to go talk to Tim Brown and the hook agency. Mm-hmm. Like those guys are rock stars with that stuff. Yeah. And if on the other hand, your strategy is to go door to door and market it that way, Tim's not the right guy. There's yeah. other people for that. And yeah, so,
0: well, we just had a, a funny story from Monday, my contract or one of my OG roofing, roofing contractors, Josh Swisher, by the way, he's a client. He's a customer of your guys. He loves your guys' stuff. By the way, um, I always see him doing the trainings in his truck when I'm like pulling up to do some video with him or something, and he's like, "I know, I have to, I have to finish this training." I'm like, "That's <laughs> awesome." That's um, good. And he he gets a lot out of it. But uh, he was saying he had some door to door. He had he hired two people to do door to door sales, and he's like, "I asked him how it was going, and he's like," Uh, we're not doing that anymore. The, too busy with all the leads.
1: <laughs> I, I
0: really like that little story. I mean, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. That he's, you know, but I, I, I took it as we're doing well because he's not. He's not even really doing a lot of paid ads right now. But he's, um, he's gonna. But he, that's from like organic and. And basically the the one thing that's that's that strategy, right? Like
1: do we go after the organic or do we do paid or do we do door knocking? Do we do several of them because we have so many salespeople and all of that's super important to really think about because what do you actually believe in? He believes in you.
0: He believes in what you guys do like to the utmost Yeah, and you're delivering Dude, Josh is so awesome. And and it's so funny because it's this back and forth between marketing and implementation. And like some people, they love marketing. Like I've had clients. I wish that some of my clients knew about you guys because um, I had this one client for a long time and we were marketing, 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 and he was decent at sales. He was was good enough. But then like the, the retaining good people was like the bleed. And that was a difficult thing. And I think that that comes down to leadership and also the strategy stuff. My question for you, kind of to kick off the key topic here. I know that we're, we're probably actually about halfway through the time and we're going to kick off this key topic. How do you attract the best roofing salespeople?
1: You create an environment that they want to be a part of. Um, I don't think people are quite as money motivated as they used to be. Um, most of us that are business owners today, entrepreneurs, we come from you know 35 to 50 years old our parents were the the parents of the 70s and 80s and 90s and it was work your way up the ladder go to college um get the house two car garage two cars two kids pick a exactly. fence and work your tail off right and even work at a job you may not like in order to get to this retirement thing that takes care of you yeah uh, now, I'm a parent, and so my kids are in the tw- their 20s, and I approached it completely different because I didn't necessarily like that approach um, that my parents took with me. It made me very um, focused on me. And uh, I don't think kids today are as focused on them as they are focused on everybody else. And so millennials, especially, get a really yeah. bad rap. Yeah. Um, and it's not because they don't want to work is because they want to do something of value. Mm-hmm. And so we need to create an environment where they can follow their passion and uh, whatever that environment may be. Like we had a very sports oriented environment to my contracting business because that's who I wanted to attract. Yeah, I wanted sportsy, competitive, very similar to me. Uh, we say it all the time. You, you set the example for who your business is going to be and whoever you are is who people are going to be. So mm-hmm. if you're not setting the right example, they're not gonna do what you want them to do. Um, you, you mentioned like turnover, right? Yeah. First thing we tell everybody, it's such a hard conversation, is if you have a lot of turnover, the first place you should look is in the mirror. <laughs> because it's probably about you. That's crazy. Um, you are not following through with whatever you sold them on. You sold them on this great thing, this wonderful deal, you're gonna make a bunch of money and it's gonna be wonderful, you know, uh, rainbows and unicorns and you didn't follow through with that um, and so people leave they didn't get the attention they needed they didn't get to follow this passion um, there's a guy out there his name is Matt Grassmeyer. he's with uh, Hail Trace I don't know if you've ever met him before or not. not but he introduced me to this book called the power of moments I actually just everybody go read this book but uh, there was a stat, and it was crazy 90% of people decided that they're going to quit their job the first day they go to work oh my god i was like what i like read it three or four times because i didn't quite get it it doesn't mean they're going to quit that day they just know it's not a career Mm -hmm. this is just a job i'm looking for the next best thing And i think we deal with that immensely in our industry i mean think about it in high school who was sitting there going man i cannot wait to be in roofing sales or Mm -hmm. in contracting sales, or even be a contractor. We all wanted to be football players and astronauts and scientists and doctors and stuff. And now we're doing this thing that we perceive to be below us, right? Hmm. But it's not true. It's something that we can absolutely be proud of. I mean, we build things, we make things look better. We make people happy, we educate them, we serve them, hopefully in a way that's in their best interest. And uh, I think that's something to be proud of.
0: I think if you were kind of you were saying like a little bit about like what can you know make somebody fall in love out of love with a job and about that idea of like you sold them something that didn't end up being the case. So it's certainly not just about money. It's also about making sure there's an environment that they feel like they can grow and that they can pursue their dream and that kind of thing. Um, is there any other like like hey, this is how we get the best roofing salespeople? I I know that on one previous interview you had talked about like you need to make sure it's out there everywhere on the internet. Um, are there any best places that you've seen lately to get like, to put out your stuff? You, you said in your last interview too, is about like, Hey, maybe you need a video for that. Maybe you need to actually, um, do a little marketing for that sales, that sales role. Is there any other things that you've thought about related, like tactical, how to, how to find great roofing salespeople? Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, there, there's, it depends on who you're after, right? Yeah. Like if you're after
1: a bunch of door knocking people, go find other door knocking businesses and recruit their people. I know that sounds yeah. awful, hey. but the reality is they know what it is that you do. They're used to doing it. So that's not, not making a- new door knockers these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Now, but okay. if you have guys that um, are more lead oriented, like your guys, yeah, I'm looking for professional salespeople. I'm yeah. looking for people that can close. So where do those people exist and how do I go get them? You Have your platforms like ZipRecruiter, Indeed, and stuff like that, which we should definitely do those things. But the reality is you need to be sharing who your business is and what you're all about all the time from a cultural standpoint as much as from a, hey, this is what we do standpoint. We highly encourage people putting that on their website. These are the careers that we have available. Here's some Mm -hmm. testimonials from people that actually work for us. Ooh, that's good. That aspect right there is called social acceptance. And if I see somebody else having a good experience, then it's likely that I will have a good experience if I can align with them uh, behavior-wise or they seem a lot like me. That'll encourage me to probably respond a little bit quicker.
0: And responding through that website is key. Um, I think one thing I'm going to throw in here too, which I've encouraged Josh to do is Around core values because they didn't have um, defined core values and like I want it like we actually I think we we're doing a video for this, like on the purposes of like recruiting and um, as like, do you guys have core values and he didn't yet. And so um, ha- Getting those down because like Hiring and firing based on core values can be a great uh, tool, I think, um if, if you say, hey, we're a family-oriented place, and like somebody has a, you know what I mean? Like, you could potentially really can deliver on that, then. Like I'll give you an example. Our core values are, here
1: are to love, serve, care, and have fun. like Those yeah. are our core values. And, yeah. maybe, and we have a little sentence for it. It says, if we care enough to willingly serve our customers, they'll know that we love them. And That's we'll good. have fun doing what we do by doing that.
0: That's good.
1: um you don't come to work here if that doesn't align with you. Yeah. If you don't like really see that as who you are and what you're all about. And then if I'm not the example of that every day, it's not really a core value. And if everybody here is an example of that every day, it's not really a core value. And so having somebody, you know, do a video that currently works or saying, Hey, one of the reasons I work here is because yeah. of the core values, what we're after, who we are and why we do what we do. That becomes something that speaks directly to the buyer, yeah. which is your prospective possible recruitee. Yeah. And really you gotta look at hiring and recruiting as two separate things. Yeah. Recruiting is marketing. Yeah. And you guys that are marketers are better at it than I am. <laughs> One thing I know about marketing is if you sound like everybody else, you're a commodity and it comes down mm. to price. So it's a money thing. Can I make more money with you than the next guy? And when it comes to recruiting is the way to think about that. But if I offer these core values that align with me, I have a purpose that I'm after that serves the greater good and it aligns with me. I may be able to take less to work for you because it serves what I'm after more
0: than just making a bunch of money. And And I want to throw a note in there just to kind of like, I do think that there's a certain like, wiggle room like that's like a 10k wiggle room not a 30k wiggle room (laughs) like no matter how wonderful your culture is I do think 30k above your offer I've just experienced this right like there's just a different you know tier that you get to so there's like you can have a 10k wiggle room or 15k even if you have a great culture you offer work-life balance all these things but at a certain point, you do have to, you know, you have to figure out how to pay your people more money if you want to get the better people. I, I, my experience. Well, my thing has always been to pay people as much
1: as I can possibly pay them. Exactly. I don't, I don't want them to go anywhere. I want yeah. to pay them very, very well. Yeah. Um, and there's, there's
0: something people- to aspire to. Even if you're a new business, I think like it is, it, you don't want to be the person that's sitting there paying people the lowest amount you possibly can all the time. Yeah,
1: the purpose of my statement wasn't to say, hey, I can hire people cheaper because I have a great culture. The purpose of my statement was that people won't get recruited from me strictly because of money. Yeah, exactly. And that's, if I lose somebody to that, I have no culture. I have no leadership. I have no purpose. All they were to me is a mercenary. Yeah, They got more money somewhere else and that's where they went. They weren't aligned with who we are. Um, so,
0: okay. We, let's say we've got a, a batch. Let's, let's say this, these strategies were successful. You've put out a video, you've, you've really got your core values down. You're, you're moving, you're moving people into the interview process, right? Like um, you've got a small batch. So let's say you've got 10 uh, interviews the next couple of weeks, you set them, you've, you've, you know, you're a salesperson. So you're already kind of like a lot of these roofing, contractor, owner, whatever, have done sales. is has been a big piece of all this. And honestly, that's what kind of why I like them. I think there's a lot of charisma in that. It's fun. Um, we love contractors, by the way.
1: Um, well, that's, that's where I was headed. Recruiting is marketing, hiring is yeah. sales. Yeah, You have to look okay. at it that way.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: Recruiting is, hey, I got a lead, okay? And then I got somebody that's potentially going to be somebody that works for me. If they meet
0: what we need, I got to sell them on the deal. I tell them that this is God's gift to the world. You kind of try to figure that out half half the time too, like in the interview, right? Like you have to figure out whether they can hack it, right? I hope that's not the case. Okay, okay. So why? Why? Because you kind of qualified them on the front end with like a phone call or something? What are the best practices for interviews? And this is where we get into the
1: strategy, right? Time is money to me. Okay. Every moment I spend doing something I don't enjoy doing, um, which I don't enjoy talking to people that won't qualify for what I do, yeah. um, then it's a waste of time, is wasted time. it's the way I look at it. We believe strongly in assessments, um, okay. and not and not like um, personality assessments or and not, not the disk tests or Myers what is it Myers Briggs and those type of things. We're talking about sales assessment. If that's who we're after, hiring a sales guy, we need a sales assessment. Uh, we actually have those, so you know, okay. our customers use them. Contract um, Coach Pro. Yeah, Yeah. contractor guys, bro. And that sales assessment is ninety-two percent accurate that they will do the job, Um, and they will. There's not going to be any alignment problem on the sales side of things. It'll be come down to a cultural side of things, and that's what you're really doing in the interview is: do they
0: fit with us? Can you give? I mean, like, you can feel free to say no, but like, what are some of the principles that you're trying to qualify for there um, in those assessments? Do they have the will to sell yeah. um in other
1: words is that something that's inside of them that they are willing to go do that because it's not something that's natural um most people don't like you even said it yourself i don't really enjoy selling my wife absolutely hates it, but she's fantastic at it It's yeah. a
0: funny thing, like she's really good at it um I like it when the person wants what i've got, but i you know like that's why we love inbound marketing. <laughs>
1: yeah because hey i want this thing
0: yeah that's really that's my favorite thing i told my dad that i i uh want to have the the contractor marketing company that literally everyone's beating down our door to get in to work with us and he's Mm -hmm. like wow that sounds like really intense i feel like that's the wrong thing i'm sorry i don't like i don't like selling to people that don't really want it (laughs) so i'm trying to I'm trying to get people 80% pre-closed before they even like call us up. That's what I try to do, but <laughs> I kind have of, kind of a dream, but you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and, and we understand that from a marketing perspective. We wanna do a similar thing with what, we, want to, what yeah. we do. We send them through an assessment. If they wanna come work with us as a client, they gotta yeah. take an assessment first to see if we match up and do, does what we do fit them. That's I don't wanna
0: waste their time and they shouldn't waste our time either. So how long do those assessments take for, like, let's say somebody who was applying? For a sales job, um, those assessments can
1: take anywhere from 40 minutes to an hour, just depending on how fast they move through them. They're they're intensive, um, and they're not easily jobbed. Like, you can't, like, fake your way through it. I love that. It's, it's, it sounds like a
0: super useful tool. I want to sign up right now for Contractor Coach. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, okay, come on. Uh, we have a process. You got to take
1: the assessment first. See if you're willing to do the work.
0: I like that. Uh, <laughs> that's awesome. I, by the way, I like that too. I like the qualifying uh, prospective uh, students. Only about two out of 10 qualify to work with us.
1: Okay. Uh, they're, they're either not willing to do the work don't see that they have the time to do the work or they don't have the leadership capability to do it. And when we tell them that, they usually get pretty angry. uh, We say, hey, first we gotta do leadership before we do anything else because you're lacking in that area, Yeah, they get mad. I say, okay, that's no problem, but these are the things you should be looking for. If you have high turnover rate, if people aren't doing what you want them to do, if you don't know your numbers, those type of things, if you start to recognize those things, that's a leadership thing. Yeah. And uh, if you have a lot of drama in your office.
0: if you Those, are, those that, are great questions. I love that. So get you, those things worked out before you try to scale, basically.
1: Well, it's funny. They'll get upset. Well, not, they don't scream at us or anything, but you know, it's... Yeah, you, you can feel you're, it. If you're told you're not a leader, yeah, well, yeah. that's something great. Yeah. Um, I know I wouldn't enjoy it very much. Uh, but it's funny, six months, a year, two years, sometimes even three years later, they'll call us back and they'll go, you're right. I'm tired of the drama. I'm tired of the chaos. I'm tired of the turnover. What do I got to do? Yeah. We'll dig in, get it done. And like, we don't pressure
0: anybody into working with us. It's not some big sales pitch or anything like that. Yeah. We either fit or we don't. That's good, Jim. I think that that's a, that's a big deal. That makes, that makes doing the the work, the consultation and the coaching probably less painful too. <laughs> it is.
1: Like they're, they're invested and they get it. They, they know it's going to be a lot of work, um, but that work pays off. That, yeah. That's the cool thing. Like I think a lot of contractors out there know what they should do. They know they should create this great uh, recruiting and hiring process. They know they should create these great referral programs. They know they should create these great sales systems and job descriptions and accountability measures and KPIs and reviews and all these things that they know they should do, but they just never take the time to do. And so they're in constant firefighter mode. They're always putting out fires that if they would just do that work, which takes some time, there's no lie. But once they do it, all the questions go away. It's all resolved, and now I'm in this position to work on my business instead of in it. And I think most people create a business that they're an employee of and
0: not uh, owner of. And that's our job. On your business, not in it. Yeah. Remember that, remember that sentence. That's remember, the name of the book. That's, that's actually the that. Johnson's book coming out yeah. soon. <laughs> and of course, once you, let's say, tackle those key systems, I really like how you quickly laid those out now, once you tackle those key systems, training people, like I'm curious, like, do you have any thoughts around that? And how do you get that into like a system? Like, I'm curious about it's that. It's funny, you're, you're like our ideal client.
1: Just really? like, These are the first two questions everybody asks us. Yeah. We go, hey, look, I want to grow and scale my business. I sound awesome. Uh, what's your plan? Well, I want you to teach me how to recruit and hire a bunch of people. Yeah. sounds awesome. How are you going to train them? And there's silence on the other end well you know i'll put them with my best guys and they'll, they'll ride with those guys and they'll you know they'll pick it up like uh, that's the worst possible training program you could ever have it's like playing the telephone game and every single time it gets passed down the road it gets further and further away from what it is you really want your people to be doing down out the field it's also extremely time intensive and cost prohibitive in other words if you put a guy with another guy it's going to take away sales that he would normally be able to do if he wasn't babysitting this guy. He would be able to be more efficient, get more done, but he's in the middle of training somebody at the same time, so it slows him down. That's real. It's verbal and it's proven that whatever we hear verbally, we retain about 10% uh, for five days. Every day along the path from those five days, we lose 2% until we get to 2% is what we actually retain. So, if you think about that, I get 2% every single day. How many days is it going to take me to get to 100%? It's going to take at least least 50. (laughs) But the reality is you're not going to retain it that way in the way that you want. And that's where the problems come in. Well, Billy told me to do it this way. Well, that's not the way we do it. And so, there's this conflict. Now, we're losing people because we don't have a training program. And uh, it was one of the – I can remember what happened. Uh, I was sitting there being the Google of all things contracting. And so every question came to me. Like, you, you know, you got a question, you type in Google search and you find whatever your answer is. Well, you can't find those answers about contracting. So what do you do? You pick up your phone, you call Jim Johnson. You go, hey, I'm trying to f- fill out this order right now. How many squares does a roll of felt cover again? And I'm like, dude, I trained on that. I to- taught you that. Well, we've done the orders on that. And the guy called me at 1.30 in the morning and asked me that question. Oh God. Was, How much does it cover? And where does it go on the order again? I didn't even answer the phone. I just hit the end button and threw my phone up against the wall and shattered it. Cause I was so mad and so frustrated.
0: And uh, then that, I- That's a very intense, but real story for a lot of contractors, that vibe, right? Like,
1: not well, always the, at
0: one thirty, but the general idea of everything bleeding into your life. And then it's super difficult. And I think most contractors would go in the next day and rip that guy a new rear end. Yeah. And um, then, and then have to retrain him, uh, the next version of him a month later. <laughs> but I, I have this weird Id- idiosyncrasy. I asked why a lot.
1: Yeah. And as soon as that happened, I shattered my phone. I got over that. Um, I was like, why did that guy call me at one 30 in the morning? And it was because he didn't have the piece of information he needed readily accessible. Um, he didn't retain that piece in training because he was a little bit more on the sales side of things than the paperwork side of things. He was OCD and he wants perfection every single time. And so I wasn't giving him what he needed. He needed the tools and I decided that night and I actually started writing it that night, our entire training manual for our sales process. And uh, boy, life got easy. You, like you, you started writing it? I, I didn't even sleep that night. I just started writing, putting it all together. Um, this is a really good origin story, Jim. <laughs> it's a uh, well, where there's a problem, there's a solution, and that was a problem. It needed to be resolved, and so get it done. I like that. That's the problem. We all know it should get done, but we just don't take the time to do it because it's it seems daunting. It's big. Yeah. But when you break it down in little pieces, you work with a coach like us, and we break it down in little pieces of what it takes. We actually have templates to start with to make it even easier. Um, you combine that training manual that's to you specific with your company with some online learning, like we have an online learning platform to make it. We can get a guy actually out closing deals in three days from start to finish, from the day he starts till he can go out and actually go close a deal. If I can shorten it from 50 days to three days, I can scale my business. And so um, it's, it's important that people get that because it's all about time to money. How fast can I get you, Billy, to making money? Because if I can get you to making money, the belief starts happening and you start buying in even more. You yeah. start doing more study, you start getting more training. And uh, here's a little fact that'll uh, kind of like, it's a little bit, uh, I, I, I it's shocking is what it really is. Less than, uh, less than 2% of contractors coach or teach, train, at least once a week. That to me is craziness. Like you should at least do that. At least once a week, have practice. Not a sales meeting where you talk about numbers and who sold the most and who didn't and who needs to collect what, but get better every single day, not every single week. Like we trained every day. It might be 15 minutes here, it might be 30 minutes there, it might be two hours over here. Whatever the topic was, but we are continually educating. And you look at the biggest companies out there. Uh, You got this company out there called Power Home Remodeling. There's another one on the West Coast called uh, Bella. Um, Those guys train every single day. Look at Kirby Vacuums, Cutco Knives. They train every single day. These solar companies train every single day. That gets you competence, which then gives you confidence, and you have much more success in the field immediately. If you get that, you've actually solved the two things you really wanted to do, but neither one of those are any good if you don't know how you're gonna produce everything that you're gonna sell. Mm -hmm. If you don't know how you're gonna sell all the things you're gonna produce. If you don't know how you're gonna market for all the things you're gonna sell. If you don't know how to use technology to sell the things that you're gonna sell. And they all happen in an order. That's kind of the key to this whole thing that we do is, there's actually 12 different strategies that we need to know as business owners most of us know two or three. Sales and recruiting, usually in the vein for most people uh, that I see in our industry. There's a, maybe a guy out there that's marketing is pretty much his thing. Then I have kind of the businessy people that might have the accounting and, and that kind of stuff. But there's actually 12 of them. Six of them are foundational and then six of them are um, operational or external. And if you don't do the foundational stuff first, that operational stuff will never be what it is what it is that you're looking for to put you in a position to work on it instead of in it
0: okay I gotta hear all 12 of them I, okay I will, I will say I think we we're, this, we''ll kind of use this to wrap it up if you don't mind but I want to yeah. hear all 12 of them just so we can all kind of feel where we're at on, on so let's these. go let's go backwards because yeah. everybody calls me about what you are interviewing me
1: about today how do I hire more people right yeah Well, we can teach you that. We can put together processes and strategies and all kinds of different things that fit your company. Yeah. But what is your company? What's the fit, right? And so, okay, we're going to hire a bunch of people. How are we going to train them? If we're going to train them, how are we going to produce everything that they sell? How are we going to sell everything you're going to produce? So it's working backwards. You've got uh, recruiting, training, production, sales, marketing, technology. Those are your operational DNA okay, okay of your business. None of those happen at all without chaos if you don't do the first six. Let's hear those. those backwards. Accountability, finance, process, organization and HR, culture and leadership. Boom. And it all comes down to leadership great leadership you'll have great culture if you have great culture you'll have a great organization and HR process if you have great organization you'll have um, a great process because your team will work together to develop that process if you have a great process you're gonna be able to manage your numbers and your finances very well so you can measure things which combine that with accountability to not only your core values but your production expectation how much do you want people to sell it was the craziest thing to me. Accountability is a big one for me because when I got into this, there was zero accountability. I can remember asking the people that trained me, like, "How much am I supposed to sell? Much as you can." Okay. Well, what does that look like? Who's top? What's the number one guy? He's like, "Well, he sold 19 last week." I'm like, okay, I'll sell 20 this week. That's kind of my goal. Like now, I got some kind of barrier to get to. But most people didn't look at it that way. Most people said, hmm, "How little can I sell to like make enough to survive?" Yeah, which is human nature. Yeah. So if we don't set expectations on people and hold them accountable to them, we set a precedent for everything else in our business. Okay. And accountability is this key thing. Like this, this big transition from the foundational to the operational. And uh, when people kind of click to that there's an order, like this happened for us about four years ago. We went, holy crap, like we coach on all these things and this guy calls us about that and this guy calls us about this. But every time they call us, like here's a good example somebody says hey i want you to create a great sales presentation for us sounds awesome who are you why do you do what you do how are you unique and different i don't know. so we got to go all the way back to culture yeah go back to culture and figure out who you are first yeah and you're never going to have a great culture if you can't lead and do you have the skill and ability and capacity to lead and have a big impact it's uh, it, 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 was, it was like this light bulb went off for us. Yeah. And so they call us for that. We work it all the way backwards and we go, okay, where are we at on leadership? And we can figure out really quickly, do we have the skill? Do we have the ability? And do we have the capacity? Because capacity is key. The mm-hmm. capacity is the idea of growing new leaders to take on things you may not be good at. And then w- once you get really good, you got all the things off of you that you're not good at any grow leaders that do the things that you are good at and now you're really in position to work on your business instead of in it like love that I'm sales guru for whatever company I'm involved with
0: my first order of business was to find the next sales guru yeah man this is a lot and I will say you've shared a a ton of value by the way and I I believe that this will be a good start for people that both are looking to you know attract good people and, and train good people, but also understand that leadership, that kind of leadership is the foundational thing. And I, my, my one takeaway, if I had anything, is make sure to train weekly. I mean, if there's one thing, to me, I like that idea of training weekly. And uh, just so many good nuggets in there. So it's hard to pull out just one. But uh, yeah, I really appreciate you being on the podcast. Everyone, go check out Contractor Coach Pro, if you haven't. I mean... Yeah, they get, look at this brain, look at this brain over here, just cranking out value. <laughs> Jim, real quick, can you just, just give one more succinct kind of explanation of Contractor Coach Pro and how to find you guys online? Sure, uh, we are a company that helps you position yourself
1: strategically to win the game in your market. That's what we do. Oh, yeah. um, we, we do some tactics, yes, absolutely. And there's a difference between strategy and tactics. Strategy is what everybody doesn't see. They don't know what it is that you're really trying to accomplish. They see the, the big truck with the wrap on it. Yeah. You don't understand how that plays into your whole overall marketing strategy. Yeah. You don't know how all those things are tied together and what it is you're truly trying to accomplish. That's a tactic. Yeah. And the people need to understand the difference between those two things. I think a lot of people go out and get coaching on some tactics whether it's how to supplement better, how to market better, how to sell better. Those are all great and they are all valuable, but if there's no strategy behind it, they're disconnected and you got a broken chain. And so we suggest first get some strategy from us. Once we have that strategy kind of figured out, then we know who to align you with. Like, okay, you want to get some sales coaching based on your strategy that we're going after, this guy's the best guy.
0: Hey, who's the best guy? Um, it, it varies. It, like if you're. Throw a couple you're st- names out there for folks looking for that next step. What's that? Throw a couple names out there for people that might be. You maybe after, a student
1: of yours. You want to go after a, a yeah. commercial, and that's going to be part of your strategy. Is go after commercial stuff. Ryan Groth is the best sales coach you're going to find out there for that. Love you want to go after retail and and having that type of uh, uh, approach. Um, Chuck Thoki, dude's a rock star. Um, Chuck has, what?
0: Thoki t-h-o-k-e-y facebook. and then the other one was say that one more time ryan groff G-R-O-T. yep um, oh, okay it's good those are new names to me so i'm happy i heard about them um yeah. and what's your guys what's contractor coach pros uh the urls just uh, just you just
1: said at contractorcoachpro.com uh, right. you can find us on facebook just type in contractor
0: coach pro you'll find our page and our group and all that other good stuff uh, strategy over tactics and check out uh, the book work on your business not in your business and what excuse me, is that how the title is we were close that's the idea but we had to shorten okay. it up so it actually put on the book work on it not in it work on it not in it all right go. and Jim thank you so much for joining me on the podcast this is super awesome this will go out on a blog a blog post some little square videos on social media on YouTube and all that and so yeah Look forward to that, everyone. And you're listening, you're watching it right now. So you don't have to look forward to it. You are experiencing that hard work. All right. See you guys. All right, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. Bye-bye.